rather large happened in the world of the NBA. Oh, in the NBA, yeah. like in the last 30, 45 minutes or so? Uh, something, you know, relatively seismic happened. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess is the best way we can put that. Before you said NBA, I said, yeah, I did just get some lunch. I, I don't, Oh, that's pretty I mean, big if, to if me. That, like, if, that's that's what, if that's what you want to talk about, we can talk about huge, that. But, man. Uh, I mean, I guess we have to address it here at the top. It's breaking news headlines everywhere. Uh, surmise to say James Harden is now a 76er. And Ben Simmons is now a Brooklyn Net. I mean, kind of half the 76ers are now Brooklyn Nets. Okay. I mean, it, uh, I'm with you. How many how many players you got on an active roster? Like 13 to 15 probably, right? Uh, and then you, you got all your, well, like four of them just got traded. They did. So like a third of the 76ers team just got traded to the Nets. But, okay. Theoretical show... <laughs> kind of conceptualization question for you here. Okay, no problem. Because Let's see how this goes. I've always had an idea for what I want this show to be and I don't know if you know who this is. And there's some people that are going to be driving in their car going to be going like, you son of a gun. I know exactly who you're talking about right here. Have you ever heard the name Bo Bach? Um, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I've heard it, but I don't, I don't know what you're talking you about. You probably so. would have heard it from Kevin at some point, because Bobak is an old-time Atlanta sports radio personality. Okay. And it's kind of one of like the seminal moments in my life. Like One of the pillars I live my life on was this one moment driving in the car with my dad. I guess I should say riding in the car with my dad. Uh, we're just we're listening. and I think this was 790 The Zone was what we were listening to at the time. But they're sitting there, and they're, something big happened with the Hawks. It was, God, this was like bad, bad Hawks era right and so we're sitting there listening to the hawks and pj staring at the phone he's like is that is that the ghost of bobot calling well, in no i mean i, I think is I, anyone else here i think i have to go get go, that that's go, that's PJ, what go. that look is. are we the only ones in the office right now all right well i'll keep talking to you the listener so i'm sitting in the car riding with my dad and uh, as we're listening bobot storms into the studio where they're talking about the terrible terrible atlanta hawks and just bellows out like not on a microphone just so you can hear no one cares talk about college football. So as I sit here today and absorb the James Harden to the 76ers news, here's kind of where I'm sitting at with this right now. Uh, for the next two days, and I'm, I'm not, that's being generous, for the next two days, all you're going to hear about on any sports talk radio show, at least national, is James Harden and Ben Simmons and why this now puts the narrative out there uh, that it's must win, do or die for both of these franchises. And, and was it a calamity? Was it a failure? Uh, the big three of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Uh, is this the worst day, Stephen A. Smith has already said, in Daryl Morey's history, right? Listen, man, I do a sports talk radio show in South Georgia. I, I think I have a pretty good pulse of what most people care about, uh, and it's football. And we have the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And we still have college football news to talk about because we've got a lot. Uh, what I want to talk about today is just the the shuffling around of coordinators right now and so many lateral moves. Uh, Auburn, it, it seems like, is just waiting on Brian Harson to get into the office to fire him. So there is a ton of college football stuff I want to get into here. But as I wait for PJ, as as I wait for PJ, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is continue to talk to you guys because 
this is wonderful. For those of you who don't know, we are we're a relatively small staffed unit, and today it was just me, PJ, uh, Ben, and Kevin. And it seems like Ben and Kevin have gone to get lunch, and so PJ is now on co-host duties, on radio duties, on board hopping duties as well. And so PJ just sitting there hanging out on the phone right now. No, but again, conceptualization of this show. I want to talk about football, and that's what I want the vast majority of this show to be is talking about football. But obviously when something this big happens with James Harden and Ben Simmons swapping teams, we have to at least come on here and acknowledge it. But today, listen, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to our guns here. And we're talking about college football uh, because we had Bill Conley on the show yesterday and he has put out his S and P projections for 2022. And when you look at this, I think it's kind of different than what a lot of people expect. Oh, no, hold on. PJ's no, no. storming back in here. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, we we got something. Cooking go- for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's that, kind of what that was. Did you just leave the person cooking by themselves like a microwave yes, in the other so studio? Yes, so basically that's what, yeah. So they're they're doing their thing, and uh, when, when they're done, they're going to hang up, and, and we'll work it out for, for tomorrow. So Oh, no, this should be fully transparent here. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our Valentine's Day giveaway tomorrow. Yeah. We've had, we, we selected the finalists randomly, and so we called the finalists, and what we're having them do is talk about how they met their significant other, and so, and then we're going to play those tomorrow at 5 o'clock, right? So you're saying that that person is in there spilling their heart out about how they met their significant other right now to no one? Yeah, and, and we're recording it, and then uh, we'll... I, I told him like just because of the situation, like is he you still said, going? being totally tra- it, it looks like it's it looks like it's done. Um, <laughs> so it looks like they've they've hung up. So yeah, I mean this is what we you know sometimes you're just left with what you got to do. So um, yeah, that's live radio. Where the for hell you. are Kevin and Ben? Live radio for you, man. <laughs> I think uh, Ben might be getting lunch right now. I'm not sure. I Kevin was gone before I came back, so it's uh. About that time. Okay, so Cam's not here today. BJ's not here today. Yeah, we're running low on staff. Well, yeah, we, we, yeah. we already have a small staff, but <laughs> since they both left while we're on the show, I will have zero problem now leaving if they're on the show. Oh, leaving right now? No, like leaving when, they, no, like <laughs> no. when they're on their show and the yeah. phone starts ringing, I'll be like, oh, well. No, for sure. Yeah, should have. Should have been able to get it, you know, for sure. A little, Man, little old second down. If you want to be completely transparent about that, yesterday... Uh, we had only a few people up here, and um, B, uh, BJ had left, uh, and it was uh, Ben and Kevin on the show. Cam was running the board, and I was back. So y'all, I, y'all, y'all literally had twice as many people here as we do right now. Yeah, but at the same time, like they were live, right? And and I was in the back doing office work, and I didn't know that they were going to do one of the promos. So they did one of the promos. Oh, and the phones blew literally, up. Literally, yeah. like. Literally every line, and I'm like, okay, I'll get the first one. I had to reposition my like I had to I had to go get on another phone uh, to get the list where right we're we're registering people. So like I pick up the first one, put them on hold. I'm like, all right, I'll get some help with lines three and four. So I'll do line two, and then I just I wait for that help to come, and I'm talking to lines one and two, and that that just I'm like the help never came. I was just. I was waiting. I was. I think I yelled at some point. Someone helped me on line three while I was in between calls. And, Somebody uh, pick up the damn phone. Never, uh, never, never happened. So, 
just had to man those four lines. And then when I hung up with those four lines, I think what, that, you're, I think what you're saying I, is we're the backbone of this establishment. Another four came in, so it was just it's one of those it's one of those things, man. Live radio when you're undermanned is an interesting thing. That's all I'll I've say. I've never experienced it any other way. Uh, but that being said, PJ, we, me and the audience were having it's kind of a it was kind of a very yeah. Did you guys sing- have a good time? No, it was kind of a singular conversation. Oh, I was okay. kind of monopolizing a lot of the time there. But I was talking about those are tough for 23 out of 24 hours. You are going to be able to get Ben Simmons and James Harden talk. Is it selfish of me to be like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't I don't think so. And I think not only that, there's there's a lot of people out there. Listen, again, you guys have the number, obviously. Call, call in if if you want to and disagree. But nine one two three four two seven one eight four, please right, argue if, with me. If like all you want to talk about is Ben Simmons and, and James Harden, then that's fine. But I, like you said, I think for at least at least twenty four hours people are gonna be able to get that if they haven't I mean, they've already been listening to it for three or four days because of you know, I, I know last Friday you, was the do, first time they had heard about want, do you the possibility of that second, trade coming through. Do you want my 22nd first take, hot take? Well, go ahead, and then we can move on yeah, from you it. Yeah, you want to get it done? Because, like, again, like, I think I think the people listening to us probably are, okay, great, we have that information now, but we don't have to hear about it for a full hour. Are you ready? <laughs> you know? Here we go. Uh, I think it was an abject failure uh, in Brooklyn with Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, I uh, mm-hmm. should have seen this coming from a mile away. Now you have Ben Simmons on the Brooklyn Nets. I still think their ceiling is maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe, but very good chance they get bounced like in the first round uh, like they, they typically do. Flip it over to 76ers. I think it could be a good trade. Uh, you substituted maybe the best defender in the league for potentially one of the best scorers ever in the history of the NBA. Just got to see what James Harden has left in the tank. You combine him uh, with a big guy in the middle there in Joel Embiid who might be the best player in the NBA right now. Maybe that gives them enough of a boost to get past, what, the Atlanta Hawks again there you go. Uh, yeah. in the NBA playoffs. Right. So at the end of the day, when they're crowning a champion, does this trade matter? Probably not. Is it a bunch of names that we know? Yep. Do people want to talk about it? Sure. That's my 20-second take. Good. I think that was very solid. Good. I don't, I don't know if I disagree with you. Think you can stretch that into four hours? Any of that, really. I, I think you very much could. I don't think you want to, and I don't think anyone wants you to. That's basically what I'm saying. And it's like, again, disagree with us. You know, Be sure to let us know, but... Um, I, yeah, no, okay. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to do that. Well, before you came back in here, I was starting to get into what I want to talk about first, which is Bill Conley with ESPN.com put out his way too early S and P plus ratings. So out of curiosity, if you had to pick one, who's the best team in college football next year? I, I think my answer for always, like always for that's Alabama. Okay. Pretty much every year. Take like, Alabama until it's out of it. Take wrong. Alabama out of it because that's usually the very, very easy answer there. <laughs> right. Who's, who's the, like, just thinking about who they have coming back, how good their offense, how good their defense is. Because uh, what SP Plus, and I can, I can read you, uh, it's a tempo and opponent adjusted measure of college football efficiency. It is a predictive measure of the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football, not a resume ranking. So it takes yeah. into a lot of counts like third down efficiency, production returning, stuff like that. And it's a formula, so this isn't bias at all. This is just he puts the stats into the formula, and this is what it spits out. Who do you think is number one? I mean, I think that'd be Alabama. Ohio State. See, that's what I was going to put them at three. They, uh, According to— Because, the, I mean, they off, got some monsters. Offense, yeah, the offense, S&P Plus, they are ranked number one in the country. 
I wouldn't necessarily argue with that the 11th, too much. Like eleventh ranked defense. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I think an extremely good quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, you lose your two best wide receivers, but you you've shown what your third quote unquote wide receiver can do. Uh, obviously, yeah, five stars sitting waiting to to take their shot at the wide receiver position as well, and and you know even some of them showed out in the Rose Bowl. Um, solid at the running back position, always solid on the offensive Ooh, line. I mean, I you want to make this really sports radio y? Sure, go ahead. Buy, sell, hold. All right. Okay. You yeah, ready? Let's Buy, do it. sell, hold. Ohio State's the best team in college football, at least at the start of the like week one, starting the season. Nobody wants to see them in the country, including Alabama. Ohio State's number one. Oh, I'll sell that. Yeah, I'll sell that. All right, you're going to sell that? All yeah. right, how about this? Buy, sell, hold. Georgia is number two. I will buy that. Because Bill Conley yeah. has them number two. He has them as the second best offense and the fifth best defense. Yeah, no, completely agree. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. And if anyone <laughs> wants to come at me for, you know, Stetson Bennett or like losing George Pickens or anything like that. Like I, I think you have solid replacements there. Well, think about uh, the heck e- even back. then, like you have you, the, maybe the best offensive weapon in college football and Brock Bowers exactly. coming back. Yeah, I, I think this is gonna sound stupid, but I don't think it inherently matters who's behind center because you have to start with. We saw how good Stetson can be, which is what five hundred and seventy-seven yards and five touchdowns, no interceptions in the two most the, important the two, games of the year, the two yeah. semifinals. Right, so like we've seen how good Stetson can be. If that's your starting point, and he gets beat out, then that just means your offense is that much better. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think exactly. the offense would be nasty. You have Brock Bowers, Ad Mitchell is going to be a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line. I mean, you lose Jamari Sawyer and Justin Schaefer, but outside of that, you have some dudes behind them who got a lot of time, including Broderick Jones last year. So I think that offense could be filthy. And Darnell yeah. Washington's still a Georgia Bulldog as of right now. So yeah, I think that offense could be filthy, and the defense is going to be really good. All right. Buy, sell, hold. Clemson, number five. Mm. I will. He has them as the 41st ranked offense, Yeah, but the number one ranked defense. See, that defense is always going to be pretty nasty. Oh, yeah. Like, they of did course, lose Brent like, Venables. Again, yeah. You lost and, both coordinators. Right, and and that that's an issue. Like, that, not only the struggles of this year, like, is what, what worried me moving forward for Clemson. I know we had that conversation a, a few weeks ago where we talked about, you know, where they could be in in 2 to 3 years and what it could be like. And not only did this year but also losing those coordinators is really what what worries me the most. But I think just with your talent what you have in place, I think that defense yes is still going to be nasty. Um but yeah, that offense struggled and it didn't show to me a, a lot of signs of getting any better. Um so, yeah, I, I think I would... Well, again, it's, you're, it's difficult, right? You're replacing Tony Elliott. DJ Uyunglele is still, I think, a really good quarterback. I just don't think the way they used him last year was great. Right. And so he, he's still got all the measurables, and he's he's kind of like... Kind of reminds me of like Justin Herbert vibes. I know that's like lofty praise, but just like not overly efficient in college, but you can see that he has, has something different for an arm. The tools are there. Most, yeah. he, most human beings and his stature... I think if they find like the right coordinator, then he can really flourish. But defensively, you lose Brent Venables, but still, you still have all those recruits there. I'll just I'll hold that. All like right. if we're doing buy sell hold, I'll hold that because I I want to say I'll sell it because I, I think they're more seven to ten. Yeah. But like you said, it they can strike lightning with that offense if they 
get them in the right spots and, and use the tools effectively. There's a couple other ones I want to hit here real quick. Uh, one that surprised me, Oklahoma comes in at number seven, uh, which they have lost a ton. They have. Yeah. But also, Oklahoma usually recruits really well, so they're going to have some guys behind them. They, they got some good – Dylan Gabriel's coming in to play quarterback. Yeah. They got a good quarterback, and then Brent Venables might be the best or top five defensive minds uh, in college football. So I think Oklahoma is going to be really good next year. Tennessee coming in at number nine. Yeah. Which Tennessee, you want to talk about as we get closer uh, to next season, Tennessee is going to be one of those teams that's going to have a ton of preseason hype. The narrative, I can already tell you the storyline is going to be, hey, if Tennessee can make it a one-off with Georgia, yeah, could, could they maybe jump up and grab the SEC East? I think pretty clearly right now, Tennessee's the number one contender in the SEC East. Florida's going to take a minute to get back on track. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, even with Spencer Rattler, I just don't know if they have the depth. And then Kentucky, I think they may be taking a step back. This year, they they lost some dudes that were key cogs yeah. on the team. Which I say that they lost a lot prior to this year, and they're still a ten win team. Well, they they did. I just think Tennessee's the flashy one, right? They have yeah. an offense that can stress out Georgia. I'll say this with Kentucky too: it's like they're in a loop, and maybe that ends. But it's like they have they have to build. Like yeah. they build to that really good year. They have it, and I'm not saying anything bad about them. But uh, I mean, some teams are just like this, and then they have a year or two where they kind of build to get back to that 10-11 win. It just, some teams just do that, so uh, I don't think that's a big problem necessarily. I think they're right on the cusp. But no, I completely agree with you. Tennessee, honestly, is is one of those teams, like you said, with everything they have coming back, that energy, uh, that new offense. Man, every time I hear the state. Tennessee or like see some orange I'm like man I can't wait for next like I can't wait to see what they can do and maybe I'm setting myself for an extreme disappointment and they go like four and eight but I I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to happen so I'm right there with you seeing them uh get getting that kind of respect uh also for what they have coming back is even more exciting uh but now it's like I think what we'll be talking about before the season and throughout the season is okay. Now you have the opportunity. What do you do with it? Because there's plenty of teams that have great stuff coming back. Uh, but if you don't do anything with that, I mean, well, uh, what okay. do they say about potential, I wanna, right? I want to talk about Wisconsin because Wisconsin is ranked in the most Wisconsin way possible. Uh, Bill Conley has them number 10, 62nd best returning offense, yeah. second best returning defense. Except we, get, we got them the right where Wisconsin we want them. Line. Of all time, they're just going to bludgeon you fifteen to nine. Is what the the scores are. And they're look like, like, why there. didn't we get Caleb Williams? Like, man, Holy I don't understand. Hell, how did we let them score nine points? Uh, <laughs> Mississippi State surprisingly ranked number twelve. Okay, but I can see that. But what's surprising is twenty six ranked offense, fifteenth ranked defense. So you hear Mike Leach, and you're like, okay, it's got to be the offense. Got a really good quarterback coming back. It's got to be the offense, right? No defense. Yeah defense winning the day for Mississippi State, which is hilarious because, again, we always hear about the offense. And, like, what, Dak Prescott might be the most famous Mississippi State player out there, quarterback, so we're talking about offense, right? Look in the NFL and look who, like, which side of the ball has the majority of the Mississippi State alums? Defense. You got Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones. You have so many, uh, Willie Gay uh, with the Chiefs, right? You have so many defenders from Mississippi State that are playing at the next level. Mississippi State quietly, a little bit of a NFL defense factory right there but uh before we hop off florida's number 18 miami comes in at 20 kentucky down at 21 old miss 22 florida state and then auburn rounding out the top 25 care to guess where penn state is ranked pj not really so like i gave you the metrics right 
<laughs> Wisconsin is ranked number 10 with the 62nd best offense, second best defense. Yeah. Where do you think, if you're just kind of using that, where do you think Penn State would fall? Well, I'll say that this is the issue is that you, you lose all your best players. Like, you know, lost our best defensive lineman, lost the best, like Briskers could be a first or second rounder. Like, can't wait to, to, to see that there at safety. Uh, you lose Johan Dotson. Um, so I'd say uh, got a better than better got a better offense than Wisconsin. I'd say offensively probably like thirty seven or something like that. I don't know. Defensively we might be in the top twenty, but uh, so I guess I'd say like twenty three maybe. I don't know. Not bad. Sixteenth. Yeah. Okay. Sixteenth. He fine. actually gives Penn State the fifty sixth ranked offense, seventh best defense. Return All right. In okay. college football. So listen, there's some optimism, at least according to Bill Conley. Not with Sean Clifford at quarterback. That's why you got a five only problem uh, fifty-seven. Is, in only problem is you got to get over that hump with, according to him, the number one <laughs> team in the country in Ohio State. Let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back, talk some more college football next, right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. All right, we got some news to get here to here, PJ. But every now and then, you read a headline and it just makes you kind of cradle your face in your hands. Oh man! Every you, now and then, oh, I kind of oh, yeah, like I do that that's like fair. four or five times a that's day. That's fair, but I mean, just like, like it makes you curse, <laughs> yeah, because of how upset you are. That not inherently what it's about, which this is both cases, but just like, how could somebody be that dumb? How like, yeah, how could somebody in that position say something so stupid? Right, or just like read the room or read what. Society's been talking about for the last almost century, right? The older I get, the the more I realize, which is kind of funny in and of itself, how little like self awareness people have. Right? Well, okay, just, so this brings me to a good point. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times on this show, just like things that we're talking about, either this show or three and out, I've always brought up the point that if you make over mm, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you should take some of that money and hire somebody to be with you every step of the way. That can be your "Are you sure?" coach. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, like literally, their entire job is you sure before you do anything, sending an email, sliding into somebody's DMs. Well, that's right? the thing. A lot of people talk about that with with like Twitter and social media, mm-hmm. right? Like if you had someone there that, but or you're like you're buying with cars, everything, buying yeah. cars, buying a house, mm-hmm. and like to be fair, uh, I, I I would say my mom probably helps out a lot with this, but I just I'm talking like every single moment yeah. to just be like you sure. You sure you want to do that? Here's just a headline for you. Washington Commanders defensive tackle Jonathan Allen apologized for a since-deleted tweet in which he said Adolf Hitler was one of the three people living or dead whom he'd like to have dinner. Yep. Yep. If I ran a PR firm... Oh, man. If I ran a PR firm in, like, our constitution, in our company goals, it would be don't ever talk about Hitler would be one of the key cogs. Just don't. Like, don't compare things to the Holocaust. Right. And just don't ever bring up Hitler. Because, like, it doesn't, like, I understand. I already ran through, I saw that earlier, and I ran through, like, the arguments about it or whatever in my head, and I'm just like, no, you just don't, no. No, no here's, here's the exact, you just don't need to do he, it. No, he stop. told his nearly 68,000 Twitter followers early Wednesday morning to, quote, ask me anything. One of them asked, which three people, dead or alive, would he want to have at a, the dinner table? Alan responded by saying, his granddad... Hitler and Michael Jackson. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a uh, 
I'm just gonna let that one sit for a second. That's quite the group. I mean, granddad, I get. Of course. And he said to to explain, he Who said doesn't? in another tweet, quote, he's a military genius and I love military tactics, but honestly, I would want to pick his brain as to why he did what he did. I'm also assuming that the people I've chosen have to answer all my questions honestly. Right, but I mean, I'm not going to get into that. I, I'm just, <laughs> that's just, yeah, no, you just don't. There are, re, there, you don't need him to tell you. There, there, there are plenty of... Uh, first, first question would be, does it matter? Yeah, exactly. I mean, first of all, no, it doesn't matter. Second of all, like all I'm saying is there, there are plenty of pieces of information that will tell you that. Um, so, so you don't need to talk to him to get that information. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, Jonathan Allen, if you were hiring, I would love, love, love to take over as your are you sure coach. Oh, absolutely, because that's got to like that's got to pay pretty well. It should. Like, you're, you're not doing that you for think? minimum wage. Yeah. It's like, listen, do you do you really? I'm not saying this is Jonathan Allen. I'm just saying like the people out there who are making that that cheese, mm-hmm. right? Do you really need that summer lake house? Probably. Really not. need another vehicle? Yeah. Or you can just, or you can have me, yeah, following you every step of the way, saying, "You sure? Right. All right. Huh? Or don't like, do it. Yeah, he's not an annoying person. Like I'm pretty chill. Christian's not going to annoy you or anything. Pretty you're chill. Just literally, just there to be like, no, oh no, no, man. Are you sure you don't just want to go on a vacation right now instead of buying that house? It gets worse. How? It gets worse. Come on, man. It gets worse. He said. Alan said he was merely saying why it would be interesting to speak with Hitler, not, quote, giving him props. <laughs> oh, man. The fact that, that he has to clarify it is why you should never bring it up in the first place. Ex- exactly. You don't, you don't need to say things like this. And if that's, that's the thing, man. Like, if you, have a, if you have a thought about that or whatever, that's probably just something you should like, keep unless yourself. Unless the statement or the question is, hey, who's the most evil person in the history of the world? And you say, I don't know. I don't think guys like Hitler. Yeah. Okay, fine. The fact that he needed to point out, like, I'm not giving him props. Like, what in the world? What are we doing? That's what we're doing, <clears throat> apparently. Uh, you know what else we're doing? Tomorrow we are doing Super Bowl props. So we'll go ahead and preview that. Yeah, can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. Making Ho- our picks, too. Hopefully Cam will be back so we can get that. We have, we have Super Bowl predictions coming up. I was going to ask you, though. We're now mm, three days away. Okay. What's your gut telling you? Gut, like, not my... Not your I mean, pick, just, like, what, what's your gut telling you? My my gut, weirdly enough, has, has been with the Rams for a while now. So, you know, uh, I've been proven wrong betting against Joe Burrow a few times during this NFL postseason. Uh, but my gut right now is is that this is the Rams' year. Which Sean is... Sean gets it done? I think so, yeah. And uh, I know all of the struggles that they had last time they were in the Super Bowl... And also add Jared Goff as your quarterback. You know, so you know my favorite fun fact about Sean McVay is. Yes, I think yeah. I do. Yeah, one Georgia Player of the Year in football over who? Megatron. Some guy. Oh, yeah, Megatron. Calvin Johnson. I wish that the Rams could sign. Honestly, like I wish, like for for teams like this. Well, I guess it's not. Did we let that sit enough? Sean I don't, McVay, probably not. Probably not. Sean McVay, who is a wonderful football mind, and I'm sure was a hell of a B back or like a slot back 
for the triple option attack of Marist back in the day. Yeah. One football player of the year over Calvin Bleeping Johnson. Mm-hmm. Love Sean McFay. He's got a hell of a jawline. He's got the cool faux hawk going on. Uh, he's always looks super serious. I don't know if you ever seen the video really where they does. like where they like, like ask him. They're like, okay, it was third and sixteen, week thirteen of this. So and so did this. What happens next? And he can just like he can tell you every play call and what happened throughout his career. Like, dude, has like a photographic memory. Super cool guy. Never a day in his life, never a day in his life that Sean McVay woke up was he better at football than Calvin Johnson. <laughs> but right. so that's I, I, I just love that that little factoid there. But what were you saying? Oh, I just had a weird thought that I was like, you know, it. I think it'd be cool if like the Bengals could sign one person that they that had to suffer through the terrible years, and then like the Rams could do that too, but for Detroit. So like you have Matt Stafford, but I wish they could do that for Calvin Johnson. Like bring him in, like just have him have him ride it out, and then the Bengals they're playing for like. Why a, do you make the Detroit Lions sound like a pound <laughs> where you're going to rescue? Just unfortunate players from. Are they not? I mean, Damn. it kind of seems like. Look at sports in Detroit. Are you it kind of seems are like you that's what the all their sports are teams are. Forever home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it is what it are is. You saying the Rams dropped Jared Goff off at the pound? But this is the thing. <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever heard. Of I'm my not life. only saying that about Detroit. I'm also saying that about Cincinnati because, like, think about it, man. AJ Green. Like oh. Carson, Carson Palmer no, had his if chance. If you want to make yourself sad, just talk about all the old dope Cincinnati Bengals players: T.J. Hushmanzada, yes, Chad Ochocinco. Like, it's, there's so many cool ones from back in the day. Although Pac-Man Jones, yeah, oh. Pac-Man Jones was nasty. Although I will say that like Chad Ochocinco had his chance with like 17 other teams after that. Play for so, the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not feeling too bad for him. But honestly, still, <laughs> just T.J. Hushmanzada. Yeah, Carson no, especially because he was a baller. He was a baller, too. Carson Palmer. You know who I'm not feeling bad for? Vontez Perfect. Oh, that guy can okay, just, Steelers fan. That guy can get out of here. I love Vontez Perfect. Of course you do, because he's dirty as hell. We had this conversation last week. He's just out there trying Monday. to break legs for no reason. Break legs? He's trying to decapitate people. He's one of those guys. Mm, I'm not going to go he's there. He's the one who hit Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, but I mean, he... <laughs> Well, I mean, that's an argument. Uh, I was going to say Antonio Brown obviously needed it, but oh, wow. apparently, like, that's maybe that's what that's why he is how he is right now. I don't know. Saying Fontes perfect mentally altered Antonio Brown. Ooh, something did. <laughs> Could have been the paychecks. Could have been the paychecks. Could have been, like, remember that video of him, like, uh, standing outside of his home, he's like yelling at his uh, baby yeah. mom and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like the real problem, you want to get like on a soapbox. Oh the, no, here we the go. real problem with, Do I with need to be ready to situation. No, you want the real problem with situations like that is you turn on that video and, and there's like two or three guys standing next to him hyping him up, and that's the thing. You can't have yes people like like all around you. You got to have people that are like, hey man, like you said. Like this probably isn't a good thing to do. Like I, I care for you, and yeah. I, you know, I don't want. So you probably by, shouldn't like, be doing sometimes, this. Sometimes, like by care for you, you mean like literally pick you up and carry you out of the situation. Right. Exactly. Don't worry, PJ. I'll be that for you. But instead, you gotta look out for those yes men that are that are around for that money that that you're making, and uh, look out for that. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and do what apparently nobody else is doing at the moment. We're gonna talk Winter Olympics. Okay. All right. This is this is a fun show. 
Yeah, we're, we're talking Winter Olympics. We, we, we've mentioned Vontez Perfect and the Winter Olympics in the same show. Uh, we have already accomplished our goal for the day. We'll come back. This is Second Down right here on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two different locations inside Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Glad you guys are hanging out with us here on this Thursday afternoon. PJ, how much of the Winter Olympics have you consumed? This is the thing. Uh-oh. I I haven't um, consumed a lot of the Winter have Olympics. Have you consumed any of the Winter Olympics? No, but right, I have the only consumption of Winter Olympics I've seen is like countless stories of odd things happening. Well, that's typically what happens in the Olympics, but well, I mean, not even odd. Like when it heads to China, yeah, yeah. Define um, odd. What's the oddest thing you've what's, heard? What's the word? Not odd. It's like it suspect. I guess I I, I should say right. Like. Not good. Uh, I saw that one, I forget, was it a skier? Okay. Maybe, um, was disqualified at the in like the final round because their suit apparently was too baggy. Although, yeah, no, it wasn't just one of them. There was like oh. four countries that were disqualified. Oh, wow. Okay. And this was the, I think it was alpine skiing. Right. No, M- maybe I just ski, saw like the stance. Ski you know? jumping. So like... Apparently, they were disqualified, and they had worn the same suit the whole time. So, like, every round, every day, they had worn the same thing, and they weren't disqualified until yeah. the final that round. That has, like, a whole controversy around so, it because, like, somehow, like, the three best teams or three yeah. best countries were all the ones who just happened to be disqualified for having two, I think, baggy of clothing. Yes, which they, exactly. Which yeah. the other teams argued gave them, like, an unfair aerial advantage because you could catch wind, I guess, in the bagginess of the clothes. I would think that would make it more wind-resistant. Wouldn't it? Like, that'd well, be you, a like, problem? Well, if you get up in the air and it's pushing against the bags, it kind of gives you, like, wings or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. That's kind of true. You have to get Josh Dobbs on the phone. Know, physics, yeah. geometry, calculus, whatever this is. Correct. But... Yeah. No, but what I want to ask is, what... Well, you kind of ruined it because you say you haven't consumed any of it, but when slash if you do consume it... What do you do want me to do, it, man? I, when slash if you do consume it, what's your favorite sport to watch? I mean, probably... Probably the snowboarding. Okay, that's right? fair. Although... I will say that, like the speed skiing, where they're like they're just coming down that mountain, Here's why like I want flying through the those. That's insane. Oh no, see, that's not speed skating. That's the alpine or freestyle skating, I believe, okay. or alpine, alpine, alpine skiing. See that that is like that's one of those things that I don't think I'm gonna get hooked into, and then I find myself for 35 minutes just sitting watching the same yep. zigzag, and see, I'm like, I thought Holy you cow. would like. I was watching the Winter Olympics over the weekend. And I thought you would like the speed skating. You know why? Big NASCAR vibes. Yeah. Like they're, they're just skating in the circle. Yeah. It's like super fast. But big obviously. NASCAR vibes yeah. because usually the one who's in second place ends up winning. Right. Because they're drafting. Yeah. And it, they're going around in a circle. There's no there's no turns or anything like that. It's going the same direction the entire time. Here's a problem you with that. You pick it up. You pick it up in the straightaway. And you have to kind of, kind of come back around around the corners, and that's the the technical side of of NASCAR that I insanely respect and and do enjoy. You know, the one aspect of of NASCAR that you can't have in speed skating, or it gets very very dangerous. Robin's racing, so <laughs> <laughs> that, you can't. Yeah, there's no like blades. No in NASCAR. That's a problem. Now, obviously, NASCAR can be dangerous too, but like that's you can't 
you can't have any. Can of I get you that. on so, the air to say that speed skating is more dangerous than NASCAR? Like, does NASCAR do they drive around with knives on their feet? No, but uh-huh. there's plenty around. Do you have to them sharpen? Couldn't do you could have to turn sharpen into anything? Very quickly. Do you have to sharpen anything in NASCAR? No, All that's right, well, they true. Have to sharpen their skates. Actually, uh, I don't think you have to sharpen anything in NASCAR. So, yeah, I uh, maybe so. And listen, I'm not trying to talk crap to NASCAR. All I'm saying is, like, one of the ladies from the Netherlands who were just like dominating speed skating, I think she'd beat the hell out of Tony Stewart. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, in a physical confrontation. Well, yeah, I mean, probably. I'm just saying. Tony's also, I mean, he's I'm talking got, prime Tony Stewart though. Ooh, really? Yeah. Eh, I could see that too. Because like while Tony Stewart NASCAR guys are really good at two things. Throwing helmets at cars. Yeah, and, and that's getting one, and getting pulled out of fights. That's obviously one of the best things. And getting pulled out of fights. Tony Stewart is remembered for. Like is, you had like I the, was at that race, by the way. Were you really? Yeah, threw the helmet at you Matt Kenseth. So you have like in baseball, you have like the Nolan Ryan the Nolan Ryan fight, which Kevin's sitting back there. Who was Nolan Ryan fighting, Kevin? Robin Ventura, thank you, Kevin. Uh, where, <laughs> well, he said Robin Ventura charges him, Nolan Ryan puts him in the headlock and just beats him. So you have famous fights yeah. from MLB history, uh, from basketball history, uh, sometimes fighting the fans. Uh, but does NASCAR actually have like a seminal fight where you're like, that was actually a good fight? Oh no, 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 absolutely. Uh, it's I believe 1979 Daytona 500. Uh, now I might oh, be wrong on we the all year. Remember that one? Yeah, no, it's uh, uh Kale Yarborough and. Um, the the Allison brothers they wrecked uh, Kelly Arborough and Donnie Allison I believe it was Donnie or Bobby one or the other um, they they wrecked on the back stretch of the Daytona 500 on the final lap oh let's go they wrecked each other and in the infield after that they get out of their cars and they just start duking it the hell out and why I say the Allison brothers is the other brother stopped got out of his car. And went to fight Kale Yarbrough as well. So like that, no, that that's it, it was a it was an actual like pretty there was a pretty good fight punches thrown all that stuff. I will agree with you though. There is way too much in NASCAR of especially nowadays of the pit crews get involved and they get between and around the drivers and then once anything happens that it's just a mosh yeah. and it's a mosh of guys pulling each other around. Like, it's not you, even, there's no punches. Yeah. There's no any, it's just like, oh, I'm have tugging you. Seen, you. I'm tugging you, you now. Tree like, trunk, have you seen the tree trunks that these, the the bobsleigh teams like that they have for legs? Have you seen that? Have you seen the tree trunks that they have for legs? Yeah. Jeff <laughs> Gordon's getting waxed. Oh, in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. Especially, Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson's getting smoked. Especially Jeff Gordon. Um, <laughs> although, he has, he does He's have some block. fight in him. Like, I will say this was against Jeff Burton when Jeff Burton was like 50, so this is kind of mean. But Jeff Burton wrecked him on the backstretch of Texas, and he did. Like, Jeff Burton was coming up to talk to him, and Jeff Jeff Gordon straight up, like, pushed him and started hitting him. Jeff Burton's like, what are you doing? You're going to break me. Uh, So he has a little bit of fight in him, Jeff Gordon does, but that's only against, like, 50-year-old men. So I don't know how much I would count that. Anyway, I mean, uh, there's some, there's plenty. Sometimes of, that's yeah. all you need to have, and sometimes you need a show where you talk about Vontez Perfect and NASCAR fights uh, <laughs> in the same show. We gotta take a quick break. We'll come back, get you ready for three and out next. Whew. Well, we kind of have an update for Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh man, can't wait for this. Best best way I can put it out there. Uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, he called the possibility of missing regular season games 
during this lockout a, quote, disastrous outcome, but called himself a, quote, optimist and said, I believe we will have agreement in place in time to play our regular schedule. I mean, that seems highly unlikely at this point, but I appreciate uh, his optimism at the moment. We'll see what happens. Well, at least he has that, you know, if here's, anything else. Here's one thing I can tell you that's going to happen. Three and Out is going to come up next. There you go. They're going to talk about the Super Bowl. And they actually, like, want to be there. Yeah, they do. And they're not going to call the uh, World Series a hunk of metal. Yeah. Uh, so we three and Out coming up next. B.J. Bennett, Ben Troop, Kevin Thomas. Actually, scratch B.J. Bennett, Ben Troop, Kevin Thomas. They're going to be on there talking to Chris Caney. You hear him every night on ESPN Radio. That's coming up next right here on ESPN Radio.